those who earnestly seek heavenly wisdom will never complain that they have lost their labor. And the freeness of the gift does not do away the necessity of our diligence. That is a quote from Matthew Henry. I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. So let's dive into episode 27 today, and we take a look at Proverbs 2, verses 3 and 4. We're going to check it out in two different translations. We're going to talk about the language and what it says and what it means, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday walking around lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get into all that, let's pray. Father, I need your help today. (laughs) I feel like a mess on this camera this morning, but I know that you are in charge And that you will open this scripture to me and to those listening because you want us to learn from your word. You want to communicate with us. So I pray that you would do that. Spirit, open our understanding of the word as we listen to it and hear it and guide my thoughts and my words as I speak this truth that you have given us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's look at these verses today in the CSB version and the message. It's Proverbs 2, verses 3 and 4. CSB says, Furthermore, if you call out to insight and lift your voice to understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure. The message version is more colorful. It says, That's right. If you make insight your priority and you won't take no for an answer, searching for it like a prospector panning for gold, like an adventurer on a treasure hunt. Remember that we are this week in verses 1 through 8 of the second chapter of Proverbs, and we're in the middle of an if-then statement. So that didn't feel like it had a lot of closure, those verses, did they? They kind of just drop off the cliff and leave us hanging. But we're in the middle of an if-then statement, one of conditional logic where it says, if something, actions that we take, then emphasizing the results that we get for these benefits. We're kind of in the middle of that. We're, in the, we're still in the if portion. And it's a series of instructions to the believer, to us who are listening. This part is emphasizing us and our actions that we need to take. John Phillips outlines these verses as we must be receptive, we must be responsive, and we must be resolute. Chuck Swindoll divides it into four disciplines. And yesterday we covered discipline of the written word of God and the discipline of our inner desire. Today we have the discipline of prevailing prayer and the discipline of daily consistency. So let's look at the instructions in verse 3. We have two instructions in 3 and two instructions in 4. This particular verse is that we must be responsive and the discipline of prevailing prayer. Yesterday, we saw that we were not only receiving, but we had to hide and treasure up. Not only did we have an ear to hear, but our hearts were supposed to be listening in obedience. Today, we have not merely a cry, but an eager lifting up of our voice. So if you cry, the implication is that we have the desire for discernment with a sense of desperation, of earnestness, 
of passion. We're exerting some effort when we cry. Webster says that to cry is to utter in a loud voice, to call in an overly persistent way in a request or a demand. In Proverbs 1, it was wisdom who was crying out and lifting her voice. We had the same phrase we talked about in Proverbs chapter 1. Now we are pursuing with holy urgency, discernment, understanding. Lifting our voice is literally to give your voice. This expression is an idiom for lifting our voice to make a sound that carries further. So it's louder. It's more passionate. What are we crying out for? The Hebrew word for discernment or insight, as the ESV and the NIV translate it, is translated as understanding more often than discernment. It's understanding the hidden nature of things. It's being perceptive. It's the power or ability to see into a situation and have understanding of it. The NAS study notes say, this noun, understanding or discernment, conveys a strong moral and religious connotation, as exemplified by Job 28.28, which records that to depart from evil is understanding. That's what we're crying out for. It's for moral discernment or moral understanding. Verse 4 goes on to say, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure. The Hebrew word for seek expresses a person earnestly seeking something or someone that does exist or is thought to exist with the intention that they're going to find it. The point is the finding and acquiring it. It pictures one seeking it until the object of the search is actually located. For example, have you ever lost your cell phone? Do I need to explain earnestly seeking any further? I didn't think so. It's that kind of looking for something that's extremely valuable. The Hebrew word for silver is most often translated silver, but is also translated over a hundred times as money and is used in Genesis to describe the money that Joseph slipped into his brother's sacks of provisions. The NET study notes say that these two similes affirm the value placed on the object. So we're talking about it as silver or treasure, and that influences the eagerness and diligence in the pursuit and development of wisdom. So if we see it as something valuable, like money or treasure, we're going to seek after it with more diligence. The point is not only that the object sought wisdom is valuable, but that the effort will be demanding but rewarding. The fact that the treasure is hidden implies that it will take some spirit-enabled effort to find it, to find the wisdom. So let's chat for just a moment about the word picture that the message translation gave us when it talked about panning for gold. Panning for gold takes diligent effort over a long time. It is not really a get-rich-quick scheme, right? It takes careful attention because when you're developing treasure, when you're panning for gold, you're finding that gold piece by small piece. It's hard work. I'm going to end today with a quote and a story. The first is a quote by Warren Wearsby. He says, Obtaining spiritual wisdom isn't a a once-a-week hobby. It is the daily discipline of a lifetime. But in this age of microwave ovens, fast food, digests, and numerous made-easy books, many people are out of the habit of daily investing time and energy in digging deep into Scripture and learning wisdom from the Lord. Thanks to television, their attention span is brief. Thanks to religious entertainment that passes for worship, their spiritual appetite is feeble, and spiritual knowledge isn't pleasant to their soul. It's no wonder that fewer and fewer people take time to be holy, and more and more people fall prey to the enemies that lurk along the way. I think we could talk for a long time about that quote. 
but I'm going to tell you a story instead. Marvin Williams documented this story. He says, when Betty Goldstein of Staten Island, New York, entered the hospital, her husband Ron wrapped her three and a half carat diamond ring in a napkin for safekeeping. But in a forgetful moment, the 63-year-old Goldstein threw the napkin in the trash. When he realized his mistake, he dashed outside only to see the garbage truck rumbling away down the street. So he called the local sanitation department, got permission to follow the truck to a transfer station. Workers began sorting through hundreds of garbage bags and recovered the ring an hour later. The writer of Proverbs urges us to seek diligently for something far more precious, wisdom. In Proverbs 2, a father encourages his son to do whatever is necessary to get insight and wisdom. This strenuous search for wisdom is actually a search for God himself. In fact, inner happiness comes when man attains this wisdom. He encourages his son to search diligently for this rare jewel because wisdom is not usually discovered by the casual observer. Wisdom is discovered and enjoyed only by those who are diligent, devoted, and determined to seek it. Let us devote our whole being to searching for that rare jewel of wisdom. So let's ask ourselves some questions. What is my attitude toward the treasures of wisdom and knowledge in God's Word? How does that show in my actions and behaviors and habits? Have you ever lost anything of extreme value to you, like the wedding ring in the story? Do you seek wisdom as if you had lost your wedding ring or your life savings? Do you believe that wisdom can be found? Or are you defeated before you even begin? The Bible implies that it only takes effort. Are you willing to put out the effort or are you discouraged in the seeking? If this is true of you, what could you do to combat the discouragement or the overwhelm? Let's go back to Chuck Swindoll's interpretation of these verses. He says that verse 3 was talking about the discipline of prevailing prayer. This crying out was talking about the discipline of prevailing prayer. He's not alone in that interpretation. Do you have a discipline of prevailing prayer, of crying out to God in earnest, urgent prayer? And if not, what could you do about that? He also interprets seeking and searching diligently for treasure to be a discipline of consistency, consistent, diligent seeking. Do you exhibit that kind of discipline? If not, what are you willing to do about that? If you want a place to think about these questions a little bit longer and answer them and keep track of those answers as we go through Proverbs, we send out free journal pages, a PDF of free journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. And if you would like to get on the list for that email, you can go to getwisdom.link backslash email and you can get on that list. You can find that link in the show notes as well. As for me, I was really convicted this morning about my passion in seeking wisdom and ultimately seeking for God. When I lose my cell phone, I am pretty passionate about finding it. When I was married, if I had lost my wedding ring, I would have been pretty passionate about finding that. I would have been passionate, diligent, and persistent. I would have been on my mind constantly. And that was kind of what I, one of the things I was thinking about. You're never quite relaxed until you have found it. Like even if you have to stop looking for something, you're just still thinking about it. You're still dwelling on that. And as I think about that in relation to my relationship with God, I was convicted that I'm not sure I feel that same passion. And I am seeking that passion from God today. How about you? What will you do with what you have learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom for our own success or for finding the, the joy of finding 
a treasure. We want it so that we can find you, find you as our treasure, that we would better know you, better love you, better love other people, and that we would be able to better live a life that honors you. Bring us to that kind of wisdom, that kind of wisdom that changes our hearts into the likeness of Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, y'all, so much for joining with me. If you found this broadcast helpful, I would love it if you would share it with a friend. Things are just more fun and we grow faster when we have friends along for the ride. 